And we are on the Mark Hoke Show. Very excited to welcome in, I'll tell you, one of the most unique guys in professional wrestling, multiple-time TNT champion, and the newly crowned, well, in a couple of ways, AEW World Tag Team Champion, along with his partner Sting. Let's welcome him in, Darby Allen, to the Mark Hoke Show. Darby, how are you doing today? I'm I'm all right. I'm doing good, but like physically, a little banged up from Wednesday, but mentally, my spirits at are all-time high. The part of the reason I was saying you were crowned a couple of ways was you guys didn't get to celebrate very long after you and Sting won the world tag titles from Big Bill and Ricky Starks as, oh, those young bucks. Matthew and Nicholas showed up, and well, they were um, well, they were wearing some of your blood on those suits, so can't imagine you're too happy about that. No, no. It's more of the fact, look, if I got jumped after winning the TNT Championship, fine. I understand it. But to do that to someone like Sting, which he literally got about a month, if that, left of his career, and to take that moment away from him, that's kind of where I draw the line. And uh, there's going to be a time, there's going to be a place where we get their blood, but we'll wait for that. Well, I have a feeling that's going to be coming up at Revolution, wouldn't you say? (laughs) Oh, might might be a little thinner. Oh, really? Are we going to have a little fun here at AEW Collision coming up here on Saturday at the Dollar Loan Center? You never know. You never know. Oh, boy. I wouldn't mind the Young Bucks eating a skateboarder, too. That would be fun. <laughs> yeah, no, it would be awesome. <laughs> oh, all the more reason to buy your tickets, everybody. That that would be great. Let's talk a little bit about this partnership with Sting. Now, this has been going on for a few years now, and I'd be interested to hear how this all came about because obviously you know things getting towards the end we're going to be having a retirement match here at greensboro at AEW revolution here in just a few weeks why you how did you end up being the one that he decided to work with for all this time to close things out you know honestly i have, I have no idea like <laughs> it's like <laughs> it was just like one thing led to another it's you know pretty crazy because like when i first heard this thing was coming to aew everyone told me that he was coming in almost as like an ambassador like there was no like wrestling planned at all if anything we do cinematic matches and um you know i, I said a couple weeks ago i was in the ring with him when i told him this you know i came down went down to his house in texas he had a ring down there we we're rolling around the ring and i told him he's like dude like, you still got it, man. You need to end this career in your own terms. You know, obviously, after the neck injury that he sustained, he was a little hesitant. He's like, man, I don't, I don't know. And I was like, no, we, we need to have, we need to get out there live and wrestle in front of an audience. You need to end your career like, on your own terms. And I think it's almost like along his career, I've been known, <laughs> towards the end of his career, I've been known as the sting whisperer. <laughs> like, you know, whenever <laughs> I'm able to get him out of his comfort zone and be comfortable with things, you know, and he, he trusts me now. Whatever direction we go in, like, he trusts me. He's like, all right, you got to, you know, you got a good pulse on how, you know, to navigate this world of AEW. Because, you know, like him coming into the world of AEW, it's, it's a whole new scene, you know, it's whole new wrestlers, everything. But um, it's been very important for me to have that to have that with him, you know, in the end of his career. So what you're saying is him taking some of these crazy bumps is your fault. No, 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 no. (laughs) This is the funny part. I say, I want to do it all. I want to jump off the balconies and he's like, Nope, I'm doing it. And I was like, Oh man, 
So everybody, everybody says like, yo, like Darby, like talk, like stop having to jump off these balconies. Like, it's not me. <laughs> it's like, I can't stop him. It's literally, that's him. And if people were to blame me, you can't call it peer pressure because he's 35 years older. So it's like, yeah, it's, it's insane. And that shows like the testament of how much he's willing to put his body through to end his legacy, not phoning it in, not going out there and like playing like the greatest hits. This man's like putting... He has such an amazing work ethic. It, it's awesome to see me being 31 and watching him being like 64. It's insane to see like, you know, a lot of times people could just like ride off to the sunset all like chill and normal and just go out there and play the greatest hits. But he's got a point to prove. I don't know exactly what it is because he's done everything, but he's pushing the limits. It's fascinating to see you getting so much trust from so many of the veterans in AEW and done the work with Adam Copeland. You've been called upon in spots with so many other guys over the time that you've been in AEW. And obviously people know you from the Indies and MLW and so on. But what has amazed me is how many of the veterans that are in this organization have put their trust in you in big spots and that Tony Khan has said, you know what, Darby, you're my guy. Why is that that everyone has said, you know what, Darby Allen is the man. Let's do it. You know, I don't know. I, I, to me, I think it's I'm willing to go places physically and mentally that no one else is willing to go. Like, I'm pushing the limit every week. And I, I really feel like people see that and they know that I have this work ethic to really prove a point. Because every time I go out there, it could be any, any time of the week. It could be dynamite, rampage, collision. I walk out there when I make my entrance. It literally feels like my debut. I act like it's my first, like, act like it's the first time people are seeing me, and I never, never have the night off. And I think people see that I'm willing to do things week in and week out, you know, and everybody knows, like, you're going to go to the hospital. You got to be careful. You got to slow down. But I'm not taking any of this for granted. Like, I'm very aware of what I'm doing to myself physically, the wear and tear. Like, I'm, I'm more aware of than anybody but it's just the thing is i'm so grateful for this opportunity in life like with a company like aew that just goes out there and says darby you be you and you know because i never thought i was going to make it to a place like this so i'm not taking anything for granted because i remember being a dishwasher and not even you know dropping out of school and stuff and thinking that i wouldn't be able to make it so i think people see that i'm determined to prove a point do you feel like You've proven it, though. I mean, I know some people People watch you sometimes. Like I was going back and watching some of your footage, you know, that Jeff Hardy fall from uh, drop from the ladder that you did on the chairs and some of the other things that you did. You know, the, the one that you just did with Hobbs and Takeshita where you got thrown across the ring and got whiplashed. You know, I just sit there. And I'm like, oh, my God, one of these times, man, one of these times. And I just get so nervous watching you some days, and, you know, and as a dad, and I'd be like, if that was my kid, I'd be like, oh, yeah. And it it drives me crazy to say, I just don't want anything bad to happen to the dude. Do you ever worry about that sometimes? No, not at all. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's insane that people, there's so much like people getting injured in the world of wrestling and they don't do anything that I do. And people like, it's funny because I don't ever really get hurt. My body feels great. I have a crazy physical recovery, like regimen at my house. Like I do so much. And, you know, I I feel wonderful. And people are telling me to slow down. Meanwhile, people are getting screwed up on the smallest things. Like, I'm like, all right, man, don't talk to me about safety. Like, I feel great. And I'm not going to stop. And that's the thing. People are like, you don't have to do this. 
for our entertainment anymore. I'm like, who says I'm doing it for your entertainment? I'm doing it for me. <laughs> I love, I physically love doing this stuff. It's not, it's not to impress anybody. It's literally a feeling I get when I do it. So I, I appreciate all the fans looking out for me. But when they say, Darby, you don't have to do this for us anymore. I'm like, uh, I'm not doing it for you guys. I'm doing it for me. <laughs> I love it. I love the thrill. You know, it's can go out there and take it easy. No way. What is that recovery regimen? What's the secret? All right. So for me, you know, besides all the yoga, so I have the sauna, I have this ice bath with is like, uh, I sit in that for like 20 minutes a day, like 39 degrees. Like it's, it's pretty, like it's freezing. But on top of that, I do a lot of like dry needling, you know, which is like acupuncture and I do yoga obviously. And, and I feel like a lot of it is also staying very active outside the ring with like skateboarding. Never. Cause like Tony Hawk told me a long time ago, cause you know, he's like 55 years old and everyone always asks like Tony Hawk, like, how do you, how do you stay so like with it and he's like just don't take a break so you just keep your body moving and also meditation too like the mind is the biggest part of this whole thing to me if the mind's not right then the body will follow so i just keep my mind like really at peace and my body feels like great and and also you know i'm straight edge i don't take anything i don't take any pain pills and people are like that's crazy you need to take some like no dude, i feel great and I, I i told people like i take a drug test anytime any place anywhere like just you know i i don't care like you know people are like man he's good you know he's probably all hopped up on these pills right now how can he deal with the pain i'm like dude maybe i need to be testing in a lab but i feel wonderful <laughs> you know uh yeah no I, there's a lot that goes into it man you need to make some videos or something <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I'm down for all that stuff. They told me the same thing about my Mount Everest training. They said, you know, like you got six months to train for the biggest mountain in the world and you have zero mountain experience. That's unheard of. And I showed, I proved them all wrong. And then they said, okay, April, you're going to climb Mount Everest and we think you're ready. And this company Adventure Consultants doesn't mess around. They don't put people on the mountain with no experience. It told me I had to do all the training and I had to like pass with flying colors. And I did that. And they're like, wow. You proved us wrong. <laughs> so it's like, I'm really, you know, I'm really, uh, so yeah, I think a lot of it, like I said before, it's, it's all mental. You have to have the strong mind for it. We're on with Darby Allen here on the Mark Hoke show, a physical phenom to say the least. And one thing I wanted to ask you about, you've mentioned about all this training and everything that you do. And something that fascinates me as being a former coach is the speed that you generate in the ring when you're doing those ring dives and you know ramming into people when you're flying out. Has anybody ever done any biometric testing on you to see how fast you're going in the, the force that you generate? I'm just curious about that. No, absolutely. No, nobody has. <laughs> it's funny. I started wrestling. When I first started wrestling, I was like 120 pounds. And, you know, obviously put on size since then. But I used to think that my biggest downfall was my size. But now it's my biggest positive. Like to me, it's my biggest plus out there because I move so fast, I'm so agile, and I'm like a cat. If it looks like I'm about to fall on my neck, one second later, I'm on my feet. It's like uh, I just find my pluses and everything like that. And But I've never been never been tested to see how fast I'm moving out there. Well, I know you do a lot of filmmaking. There's a project for you. Yeah, no, I yeah, I'd be down, get a, get a little of that speed gun and, have me hit the ropes and see what happens. But yeah, it'd be fun. Yeah, it'd be fascinating because I, I, I seriously have never seen 
anybody go as fast in a ring. And I've been watching wrestling for a very long time. It's amazing to watch. You know, like I said, you do a lot of filmmaking. I think that would be a great project for you to do. So maybe you should do that. And, you know, I know you did that fun stuff with Adam Copeland when he was coming back. So give you something else to do. Yeah, I'm, I'm making a little documentary about my time on Mount Everest. I'm going to go up there with the GoPro and just talk a lot about, you know, my mindset going into it and just film the whole process. So, you know, I don't know if that can be incorporated in, in it, but we'll see. Yeah, tell us a little bit about that. What sparked your interest in doing filmmaking? There's a lot of stuff that obviously grew up a big fan of film, like documentaries and everything. I went to film school in Arizona and then I dropped out because they weren't letting me be me. They, they wouldn't let me like make the films I wanted to make. And then I, I just like, I don't know. It, there was like a, a creative outlet that I get from it. And just to watch people tell these stories through film is, and it just leaves this like lasting impression on you where you're affected by it for years. And it's inspiring. Like to me, like that's kind of my drive behind it is to inspire people. Like I've been inspired by these films growing up because I don't take a lot of influences from the world of wrestling. I do it from like movies, music, you know, skateboarding. I feel like there's a lot of, you know, I don't know. I just try to bring all my outside passions into the world of wrestling. So what is left of the stories to tell about Darby Allen in the future? You know, obviously Sting's going to be done soon here with his retirement. So there's a long future left to go for you. Where do you think the future is going to lead for you in AEW? And you know, what are your aspirations remaining in professional wrestling? So my whole goal with AEW is to be the face of the company because it's given me so much inside the ring and outside the ring by just letting me be me. And, you know, nobody tells me what to do. And I think it's it's very important because, like I said, I dropped out of film school because they didn't let me do what I wanted to do. And I made a pack with myself the first day of wrestling school saying, I'm either going to make it as Darby or I'm going to fail as Darby, but I'm not going to change for anybody. And I haven't done that. So I feel like I've stayed true to myself and I'm in AEW and to be the face of this company, I need to be world champion. So that would be the next goal outside of when I get back from Everest is just to work for that. And and outside the ring, though, is just push the boundaries of what a professional wrestler is capable of, because I'll be the first wrestler to climb Mount Everest. I want to be the first wrestler to go to outer space. There's a lot of stuff that I want to do and just push the boundaries, because sometimes I feel like we get stuck in this little bubble and we're on our own little world. And I think Sometimes people forget that there's a whole world out there of million things to do. So uh, push the envelope on what uh, what's possible. Well, if there's anybody out there in person can do it, it's you. And you're one of the most fascinating characters out there. And I think the world is going to be fascinated to see where Darby Allen's going to be headed in the future, including Mount Everest. Boy, that's going to be an amazing time. Can't wait to see how that goes for you. I'm, I'm sure you're going to be sticking a flag in the ground up there before we know it. It's going to be pretty exciting. Yeah, that's the goal. That's the goal. And before we let you out of here, remind everybody a little bit about what's going to be going on Saturday night. Let's sell this thing. Yeah, Dollar Loan Center, baby. Let's get it. AEWTix.com. That's AEWTIX.com. Henderson, Nevada, man. Super Bowl weekend. We're going to get a little crazy out there. I tell people all the time that with AEW, it's super unpredictable because as a wrestler sitting in the back watching the show, I don't even know what's going to happen. So I can imagine what it's for like the fans. So to be there live and see the chaos in person, that's no better feeling so uh come out nevada let's rock sounds great darby thank you for coming on the mark hoke show do appreciate it. it's good to talk to you again and looking forward to seeing you doing your thing tomorrow night all right peace out mark